there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v We are cruising on a Tuesday, hour three of Follow the Money, coming to you live from Circa Resort and Casino. Thanks for hanging with us. If you missed any of the show earlier today, make sure that you download the podcast form, Follow the Money, as well as v Best Bets podcast. Um, Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA betting expert here at VEASAN, helping us break down the games that are today, everything that happened yesterday, and now getting to some of the potential futures Mm. odds that could have a little bit of value on it. And we were going back and forth. I was looking at some things because, of course, we talked about the Corgi. Yes. and This was after you insulted me. I... (laughs) Why you have to, you're not supposed to tell. That's the Vison Plus Plus subscription. And I meant it sweet. I said, sometimes I look at JVT and I just don't know what's going on with that little brain of yours because you're always smirking at something on your computer. And he brain. said, little brain. Yep. It's like, that's what you heard? Right I'm here. trying to make have a conversation here. As you are smirking, Sorry, looking you a, at your phone, you small, as we speak, this is my life, people. When you have a small brain, it's just hard to comprehend all of these you know, in, like well, intricacies and nuances of conversation. And I then I doubled down because I said, well, you only use a small percentage of your <laughs> yep. brain. But I didn't mean you. I meant us as a right. human there's a, race. There's a running trend of uh, people behind the scenes here at VEASAN questioning my intelligence. So it's all right. Maybe I'm, it's, some, it's something about me, apparently. You need to take that up with Brian Ortega, yes. not with me. I try hard to be smart. It's hard. <laughs> but we were talking about the um, the Corgi, though, and how dialed in this Corgi has been getting NBA right. series right. And essentially, he had the Lakers up three games to one in the series with the Warriors. Look at him go. But in the proper order, we should say it's not just that they were up three one, right? Lakers Correct. won game one, Warriors game one, game two. Lakers won game three, Lakers won game four. So, like, this this dog has nailed everything. And has the Warriors to win in seven. So, I was just looking up some of the Eastern Western Conference Ooh. futures. and Can I add to this really quickly? So, can we replay this one more time? Do we take the flight of the ball as meaning anything? Like, for example, for game six, that thing went directly in, right? Does that mean, like, oh, man, it's going to be a tough game, but it's going to be tight? Like, receive? Like, look at that, huh? If it went just, directly in, I would have read that a completely different way. If it went directly in, I would say that's a no-brainer. All right, I mean, yeah, that's an sorry, auto yeah, bet. Sorry, my small brain. I just I accidentally <laughs> perceived that to be wrong. But yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Maybe. Maybe there's something there. But the point of this being that I was like, oh, I wonder what Steph Curry's number is to win Western Conference MVP. Because if mm. you think that the Warriors are going to come back on the Lakers... Um, he's probably going to be a big reason why, like when we saw him drop 50 in game seven, the previous set. And if you, there you are smirking at your dang phone again. You're making me well, lose my mind. Doing but he's plus 950, 10 to one in that market. But the Warriors themselves to win the Western Conference are nine to one. So that'd be the better bet, in my opinion, between those two. Yes, it would. I'm sorry, I'm trying, certain, not to, I'm trying not to smile. The face it's so, makes me even more um, uncomfortable. No, I look, I, th- I think you're right. Like, so we'll put it this way. If the Warriors are coming back and winning the um, this series against the Los Angeles Lakers and they win the Western Conference, 
the most probable outcome is that Steph Curry is winning Western Conference Finals MVP. Now, the different ways that you can attack this are bet the Golden State Warriors to win this series against the Los Angeles Lakers at about 4-1. to one. Then, depending on what the price is, just take everything you won after they win that series and roll it over to Steph Curry winning Western Conference Finals MVP. How about that? Hmm. Okay. I mean, that could be a way to do it. I mean, because you're right. In general, again, like these are over the course of a series, right? It's not like the Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl, I can convince you that in a one-off scenario, player X is going to have a single big game and win the award, right? But these are series. So more often than not, if the Golden State Warriors, if we're keeping with this example, are winning the Western Conference, Steph Curry is the best player on the floor, and he is winning Western Conference Finals MVP. So I think your your angle is right in that, like right now for the Western Conference, 9-1 to one for the Warriors to win it. If you're betting that now, it is worth it for you. Look, It's worth it looking at Steph Curry to win Western Conference Finals MVP because you're getting that extra buck, right? You're getting 10-1, to one, and those two things are, I would say... It is probably high, but actually it might not be 95% like tied together that, you know, that happening. Mm -hmm. So I think that's probably the way that you want to do it. If you're really looking to jump in on the Warriors at this point right now to win the Western Conference, that would be the way to do it. If you were to just be looking at any of these MVP markets, Western Conference finals, MVP, Eastern Conference for it all. Are there some numbers that stand out to you? Well, I, I think what makes it interesting is, so I think there's, there's two teams where if that team is succeeding in winning the conference, one player is winning the award. I think it's Steph Curry for the Golden State Warriors and it's Jimmy Butler for the Miami Heat. Outside of that, like let's look at Philly. Philly's got two guys, right? It's Joel Embiid or James Harden. I think any one of those two guys can win it. If it's Boston, Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum, I think any one of those two guys can win it. If we're looking at Denver, I think there's a little bit more of a skew toward Nikola Jokic. But still, over the course of a best of seven, if the Nuggets beat whoever it is, more than likely the Lakers, if they're winning that series, I think more times than not, it's Nikola Jokic. But there's still plenty of those simulations, we'll call Mm -hmm. them, that Jamal Murray ends up being the best player in that series and ends up going on and winning Western Conference Finals MVP. And I think that makes it pretty interesting. So, for example, like if you look at like NBA Finals MVP, I, I think Jason Tatum is mispriced as the favorite because... Yes. Are the Celtics the highest rated team left? Yes. And so are they the favorite to win everything? Sure. And is Tatum the best player? He's sure. But I think like the gap between him and Jalen Brown is a lot tighter than the market would indicate. Like if they were to make it to the yeah, NBA Finals. We haven't been walking out of every Celtics game saying, right. wow, Jason Tatum Jason, was incredible. I mean, he was awesome in the second half, but specifically second half because yeah. he was awful in the first half. James right? Harden had 18 points before he had... <laughs> yep. So like that's that's part of what I'm kind of thinking here is when you're kind of looking around or, for example, how about this story? I'll say this. If you are somebody who thinks the Suns are going to go on to win this series, I'd snatch up everything Devin Booker. Kevin Durant might be the best player on the planet when fully Devin Booker is the best player in this playoffs right now. He's been playing he, out of this he, world. He's yeah. been incredible. And if they're going to do what they've been able to do. I mean, I get they have the same odds. I would shade Devin Booker slightly more probable of winning a finals MVP or a Western Conference finals MVP than I would with Kevin Durant. They're going as Devin Booker goes. And and this is the other part about it that would give something in Devin Booker's favor. He's their lead guard. He's got the ball in his hands. He's going to rack up assists on top of scoring. Like, he's going to be the driving force with Chris Paul being injured the way that he is. Like, I would say that Booker should have a better shot at getting this thing than a Kevin Durant. But, you know, the odds have that shaded somewhat similarly at 12 to 1. Do you think that for just the Celtics in general, that things are... I'm sorry? Sorry, no. Do you think that, no, I don't think often. You don't. Oh, gotcha. Wow. One of, mm, you're driving me insane today. The Celtics are priced fairly in general like they're minus 195 right now to win the eastern conference which is lower than it was before they lost game four to the to the um 76ers but i just feel like it's crazy to me that they're odds on favorite that high of a number when things are pretty wide open no i don't i don't think they're accurately priced I, i think some of that is a reflection of liability i don't think they should be like minus 330 favorites here against philly i just what, like, what have you seen, as we've talked about with them and their inconsistencies on defense and their inconsistencies in performing in clutch situations, what have you seen that would say that, like, yep, minus 330. They deserve to be that. And I get that they're playing at home and the market clearly has some respect for them. They're going to be about seven and a half point favorites. Let's say it goes to a game seven. They'll be seven and a half point favorites in game six, seven and a half point favorites in game seven or thereabout. 
So I like I can kind of understand it to an extent, and they'll probably be slight favorites in Philadelphia, as we saw, although the market did move really late on them over the weekend, Philly, that is. But I, I think that we've kind of gotten this wrong. I mean, go back to the series against, uh, I'll put it this way, go back to the series against Atlanta, right? Kelly Bidlin and I on Harvard Handicappers, we were making the case that when those series prices got set, the gap between Philly and Brooklyn by the market was closer than the gap between Atlanta and Boston. And we were making the case that that should be flipped. Like the probability, I think there was a higher chance that Atlanta was going to pull off an upset against Boston than Brooklyn pulling off the upset against Philly. And look how that played out. Atlanta pushes them to six games, potentially even seven. They collapse at the end of that game in game six. And then we see this here in the second round where all of a sudden their defense has been wildly inconsistent while their offense continues to perform. I just don't think that you should be pricing this Boston team as high as the market is. I think there's some clear flaws with them that would indicate, and I'm not saying this should be like, you know, minus 160 to win mm-hmm. the series, but a little bit closer, like minus 275, minus 300, something in that range for this Celtics team to win this series. And of course, as extension, Eastern Conference. Even to win it all right now, plus 155. They were plus 15, though, again, before yep. that. loss in game four you see the lakers there i feel like a lot of the lakers odds and how short they have been is due largely to that liability too because they're such a name brand popular team people want to buy in on lebron james and anthony davis um but they also have played really really good defense and have given kind of shades of that 2020 team that won it all and why can't they win it all that that team did exist by the way i know we like to eliminate the bubble that team did exist uh and i will say this because always remember that these odds are a reflection of liability, but they're also a reflection of where we're at. So in other words, the Celtics are the highest rated team and they're in a 2-2 tie. The Lakers are up 3-1 in their series. They're one game away from going to the Western Conference Finals. So of course they're going to be the favorites to win the West right now because they are the most probable team to at least have a ticket to the Western Conference Finals. So take like keep that with like with a grain of salt when you see the Lakers yeah. rated as Nuggets, the second Suns best team. Nuggets tied it too on the other side of yeah, that bracket. Yeah. So like if Nuggets if the Nuggets go on to win this series again, we've talked about this. They would be favored ever so slightly, but I think they would be favored in their series against the Los Angeles Lakers given the fact that they have home court. So I would always say that, but I think overall you're right. You talk to a lot of odds makers I, there's a constant theme, which is Lakers have some liability. They had long odds. They're a popular selection. They revamped themselves at the trade deadline, and they bet them very. Uh, they bet them quite a bit at some long numbers. So, look, I don't think there's any reason. The only thing you're questioning about the Lakers right now is if their offense is going to be any good. But as we've mentioned, you have an offense rating in the postseason similar to the San Antonio Spurs. And yet here you are with one of the better net ratings and the best defense in the NBA right now in the playoffs. I know nobody's going to talk about it because it's still LeBron James at the end of the day, but the Lakers have been one of the cooler stories, in my opinion, of this season. They start mm-hmm. the year 2-10, and ten, one of the worst starts in franchise history. Everybody talking about how abysmal this team is going to be. And seven months later, they have the defending champs on the ropes, up three games to one. So um, credit the Lakers and what they're doing here so far, um, we need to take a quick timeout. But rolling along here, hour three, um, we got win some, lose some, recapping everything kind of went down yesterday in the NBA, the NHL. We got some Premier League as well. Mm-hmm. You won't want to miss it. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. All right, let's get into it. We started the show talking about this game, Lakers-Warriors. Lakers bet down from a a three-and-a-half-point favorite to two. They end up winning 104-101. Beautiful if you had the Lakers minus two. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know it speaks to, we saw the last couple of days, right, some of this move toward one side that uh, didn't really get there. Denver and Phoenix, there was a move toward the Denver Nuggets didn't really get there, a move toward the Warriors throughout the day, and that thing doesn't get there either. So you got in late, you wanted to lay it with the, goal, the uh, Los Angeles Lakers, you win. Good for you. There you go. Uh, Heat, a four and a half point favorites. They win and cover over the Knicks yesterday to make that series a three games to one lead. And Miami looked like they were in trouble a few times throughout the game, but just consistently found ways through Jimmy Butler, through Bam, Adebayo, and Max Struess. Yeah, we should also know, too, that Emmanuel quickly ended up not being able to play in that game, right? Yeah. So that severely limits what you're getting in terms of offensive production off the bench. And you were like, when you're looking at the Knicks and who else can in this game, I mean, only four points from Josh Hart, four points from Obi Toppin. Isaiah Hartenstein gave you two, and Miles McBride, you're not asking much of offensively. It's a pretty tough look for the uh, bench here for the New York Knicks, and that's why they're down 3-1 now. Yep, Jalen Brunson's 31-point performance wasted yet again. 32, excuse me, game high. How about them Golden Knights, ladies and gentlemen? Count them out all you want against the Edmonton Oilers. They show up first game on the road of this series, a 5-1 win. Cash those plus 150 tickets. And on their 17th goalie? Right? I mean, oh what's, going, what's going on here with it? What are SWAT going do? down? Uh, and, like, this is, it's, if I were to tell you before, like, hey, you're going to lose Braswat pretty early here, well, you'd think that, like, they're probably going to lose this game. But to your point, Stormy, you call this, their defense is good. The goaltender might not be the best, but that was a really good performance from the Vegas Golden Knights to get this. And what we talked about yesterday, right? Especially with Dennis Bernstein, where this Royals team is good, but maybe they're a little overvalued mm-hmm. by the betting market. And sure enough, you go out there against the whatever string goaltender, and you can only generate one goal. And it also went to show you on days that Leon Dreisaitl and Connick McDavid aren't going. Yep. They don't really have a lot of those other pieces that can. And so now you have to split up Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, try to get other people going. And we just didn't see the production yesterday. So again, the Golden Knights cash that ticket. Heading to Major League Baseball, the Washington Nationals with a 2-1 to win over the Giants. Final score in that one, 5-1. All five of the Nats runs coming in the top of the first. Yeah, so uh, you didn't really have to, I guess you didn't really have to sweat it out or I guess the rest of the way you were really hoping. Uh, Dave Sclavani obviously did not perform very well, but it's one of those interesting uh, outings where he gives up all five in the first and then Dave Sclavani actually goes on to pitch seven innings mm-hmm. in the game for the San Francisco Giants. Strikes out three, but uh, the Nationals, how about this? 15 wins already so far this season. This is a team that I think a lot of people didn't expect much of. Obviously, one of the lower win totals on the board, and here they are, 15 and 20, and playing pretty good. Wins in five out of their last seven. And their rookie pitcher, Jake Irvin, first road start, first career win. He struck out five and six in third inning, so good for you, Jake. Let's head to the Premier League. We got some soccer action. Fulham and Leicester over two and a half. We had eight total goals in this game. Fulham wins at 5-3. Yeah, Leicester is now a minus 225 favorite to be relegated. Uh, now, Leeds is the bigger favorite, minus 300. But the probability of Leicester um, not playing in the English Premier League is growing by the uh, dropped opportunity. And that was a big one for Leicester City. Meanwhile, Everton moves out of the relegation zone. Yep. A massive offensive showing for them. I, I'm sensing a theme here with these games. 5-1 final here again, but Everton cashing 7-1 to one in this one. Yeah, I mean, this is big. Like, these are the games, right? This is where you're looking at. You're trying to get in and out. Like you mentioned, uh, right now, Everton, a two-point lead over Leicester City for that bottom spot in terms of, we'll call it top position uh, in terms of relegation. You don't want to fall into that 18th hole with two-point lead. And after that loss for Leicester, that's massive, especially as a 7-1 underdog. Yeah. Absolutely. Win some. Let's get to the videos. Let's see what we got today on a Tuesday. 
Ooh. Is that a bear? Bear playing basketball. What? I, I feel like these, like there's some of these videos of these bears. I feel like you're really playing with fire. Like yeah. there was one I was watching, like the bear was like gnawing on the guy's hand and it looked playful, but like it just takes one. One, like, one foul man. swoop. Yeah, come on, man. How old is this bear, though? He's still like a little bit. He's still a baby bear, no? I, he's I, a big baby, but. I'm, I don't know how to judge well, the physical how... size of a bear and compare it to <laughs> the their basketball age. basketball is very tiny, but I think it's cute. I love it. Would you Just hug don't a mess bear? with them. I, I would not. Yeah. I would not. Look at those paws. Um, it actually, it does bring me to one of my biggest questions is who would win in a fight, a gorilla or a bear, grizzly bear? It's a, it's a debate for the ages. Thanks. Age, size, a lot of determining factors. I'm very pro gorilla. Very okay. pro gorilla. Uh, we got a tweet as well. On Sunday, Chicago Bears quarterback Justin Fields returned to Ohio State to graduate, got his degree in customer and family financial services. That coming from front office sports. Very, very cool. Yes, it is. And this is also a great example of you hear people all the time. Especially it happens more in college basketball, right? Which is like, you should stay, they you should back. get your degree. Like, no, like you can go test the waters and you can always go back to college and get your degree whenever you have you find an opportunity to do it. Especially if you're a guy who like Justin Fields is gonna be a top draft pick. Here, here's the great example of it. Go pursue your career, come back, get the degree. It's always gonna be there for you. Especially if you have the money to just go back and do it. Graduates from Ohio State, we'll see if he can graduate to winning a few more games with the you, Chicago uh, Bears this year. Was it last year where Chris Paul was part of a graduating class, I think as well? Like, what's that like? I, mean, I think Fields, it's a little bit more common, right? Because he was on campus just a couple of years ago. But can you imagine, like, standing there like and then, going like, back. Is that Chris Paul, like, standing next or, to him? Um, or, I don't know why the former Cavs player is escaping me. There's right a lot now. of former Cavs players. Well, who went back oh, to college. Smith. Yeah, 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 Smith goes go. back, yeah. plays golf. Yep. Love yeah, it. that's a good point. Yeah, he played college golf, didn't he? Yeah, that's yep. a good point. Use that eligibility guy. Okay, lose some, turn in the page, go back to that Heat's Knicks game. We talked about the total closing 210. Ah, get a push if you got in late. Yeah, that that thing, and it was so, you know we saw that kind of get like pushed up really consistently. The late push really over the last like 24 hours to get that up there. Uh, but I want to double check to see this because I think yeah, Lowry made a jump shot. At, no, no, that was at the end of the first quarter, so it wasn't a terrible beat by any stretch. But uh, when you have free throws, that's what's going to get you, and that's what Jimmy Butler did. Uh, pushed it over by uh, hitting his last free throw. The Warriors were doing a lot of good things offensively through three quarters, not so much in the fourth. This one, loose <laughs> on that, that total 228. Yeah, you kind of saw this coming. It was a little bit of a brick fest, and like the pace wasn't really, it wasn't like crazy fast either between these two. But this is more about the Warriors' offense. I mean, we kind of get this from the Lakers. How about this? This is the craziest part. So the Lakers' offensive rating and non-garbage time in this postseason, we're talking about a 110.7. Again, that is a that's an offensive rating that's equivalent to the Spurs in the regular season. It's abysmal, right? And yet they have the third best net rating because they're so good defensively. Wow. Yep. They're, they're freaking, they've been great, man. They have been great. Big reason why this game went under. I'm done betting Golden Knights totals, by the way. Um, I even bought in on an alt total over the seven and a half at a good plus money price. Six goals scored through the first two periods. Like you mentioned earlier, Laurent Brossois out of the game in the first period. You'd think Edmonton would contribute to the scoring flush, but nope, six goals scored. And the last note to your your point about this defense too, only nine high danger chances generated for the Oilers. Like they, they, man, Vegas did such a good job watching that swarming defensively and at least not hanging their goaltender out to dry. Unlike the time where I had to fill in roller hockey and I absolutely got destroyed because my blue line was not very good. I will need to learn more about Uh, that at some point. Um, and Jamie Vardy, if you had him to score a goal yesterday, big bummer. Had an opportunity on the on penalty kick in the 66th minute. Doesn't get there. Yeah, and it wasn't like, you know, look, it got saved. It was I thought it was a good contest from the goalkeeper when you go back to watch it. But uh, when you're in the position that you are and if you're going to be a guy who's going to be considered amongst the best of his contemporaries, well, probably got to get something done here. And uh, sure enough, that's a little bit of a bad beat. You had a two to one, you get a BK and you don't get it. OK, we have another bear video. This time we're going panda, evidently. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. See, I kind of think that's a win some, though. That's adorable. No, that's, I mean, yeah, that, I guess you wouldn't call that a loss unless something's going to happen here where he's going to get, like, spooked or something like that. Is I Mama like, Bear going to sit on the little container? Yeah, that's, that's a good point, maybe. Where are we going she's, with this I, I mean, one? clearly, I think this is literally lose some. I think she thinks she's lost her child, so that's probably what this is. Um, well I also played. love watching, like, the struggles of, like, uncoordinated and tiny things like children and or baby pandas. So it's pretty good. Like baby giraffes when they're trying to figure out how to walk. Like the futility of youth. It's really good. You know my favorite baby animal? Hippos. Check those things out. Watch some baby hippo videos. They're freaking adorable. Those things are crazy dangerous though, aren't they? When they're older, not when they're little babies. Not when they're just these little ooey gooey 
putting Bundle of joy. giant melons in like their mouth and just crushing them with no problem. From pandas to corgis. Speaking of uncoordinated animals, she's there's gonna, little legs can't get up there. Just gonna watch them struggle. Not gonna even help them out. Oh, there he goes. Oh, oh, oh! But the flexibility is there. That looks like how Laurent Brossois injured himself a hey. little bit. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's so much to bet on, guys. Remember, over the next 30 days and for a limited time, become a VEASAN subscriber. Just $9.99. That gets you insight into daily baseball best bets. We got NBA and NHL postseason, everything you need to know. And only VEASAN Pro subscribers are going to get access to the daily recap of top plays made from all of our show hosts and guests. You also get tools like betting splits to let you see where the money and bets are moving for every game, as well as a top VEASAN experts leaderboard now where you can view betting records, Profit and ROI, see which VSIN expert has the hot hand. Sign up now again, just $9.99 at vsin.com. Also, subscribe. Also, the best hippo videos are the adult hippos that you can find them like smashing watermelons and pumpkins with their jaws. Pretty impressive stuff. You know, hippos can run up to 19 miles an hour. I did not know that. They're Pretty fast, fast. fast swimmers as well. We are going to step aside. When we come back, we'll have Jay Croucher, lead betting analyst for NBC Sports. Join us, break down a little more of the NBA and NHL postseason. Also still to come, our in-pocket plays, best bets for the evening to wrap up the show. Got a great half hour on tap for you. This is Follow the Money on v to bet on over the course of the next 30 days and for a limited time you can subscribe today also remember everybody whether you're rooting for your team or betting on your favorite player DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered for all of the NHL action. Right now, new customers can place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Join the action now on DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app and sign up. You got to use our code though, V-S-I-N. Welcome back to Follow the Money. Stormy Bonantoni and Jonathan Von Tobel with you as we are joined now on the program live by Jay Croucher, lead betting analyst for NBC Sports and co-host of the Fantasy Football Hour with Matthew Barry at CroucherJD on Twitter. And I was just looking at your Twitter, by the way, and apparently somebody did not like the low scoring output in Lakers Warriors yesterday. You said Heat Knicks has infected Lakers Warriors. Yeah, unbelievable. I don't know what's going on. Heat Knicks was, that was a tough watch. Uh, a good result if you're on the Heat, but yeah, these games are going under consistently. Uh, so not the best watch coming off of uh, particularly Nuggets Suns, but um, it's still interesting. So I know you, there's a couple of things you want to get into, but since we're there, let's just start. Just ask the general question. What do you think the shot is that the Warriors can actually pull this thing out and, and get this out and poetically, right, against LeBron James, can Steph Curry come back from down 3-1? Yeah, I think they can. I mean, the thing is, is that 3-1's a lot more intimidating when you're not the home team. And the fact yep. that they've got games five and seven at home, they're going to be six and a half, seven point favorites in each of those games if they can get to a game seven. Uh, and then game six, you know, the Lakers closed two point favorites last night. So, I mean, on an individual game basis, the Warriors have a great chance. It's just that when LeBron and AD are 100% locked in with all the energy in the world, then that team is so hard to beat. And I think that you're going to get at least one or two of those efforts from the Lakers. So obviously the Lakers are heavy favorites, but I mean, the Warriors, I mean, it still feels like they're the better team. Uh, and uh, I don't really understand what happened last night. It felt like they'd figured the Lakers out, but then uh, Lonnie Walker happened and that's what happens in random playoff games. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people have liked the Lakers too, buying in on them to win it all at this point. But the big concern with LeBron and AD is kind of that age, right? And how long they can really play at a high level throughout the course of long series after series. Where do you sit on the Lakers? long term I guess if you think the Warriors still feel like the better team in this series I guess that might answer the question though yeah I think the Nuggets are the better team as well and I think the Nuggets would rightfully be pretty clear favorites over the Lakers in the next round if that's the matchup I mean this Lakers team it just hinges on Anthony Davis because Davis I think on a game-to-game -game basis he might have the highest ceiling of any player in the NBA just because of what he can do defensively and LeBron right now I think LeBron has settled into being like the 14th best player in the league that type of range 
And they're probably just not as intimidating when he's at that level as opposed to the level that he was at in the bubble. So they need these random games from D'Angelo Russell or Lonnie Walker or Austin Reeves, who still hasn't really appeared in the series. So if they're getting those random games from the role players, I think they're good enough. But at some point, you have to think that, you know, this is effectively a two-man team. Uh, and you would think that the Nuggets or the Celtics will get them eventually. Speaking of random games, let's talk about former Clipper great Landry Shamit and the Phoenix Suns, uh, who pulled one out uh, against the Denver Nuggets. So that's one of those, right? Like you get these random games and you can get through. They got random Torrey Craig performances against the Clippers, and that got them, or at least helped them get through that series. So now that this thing's going back to Denver, I see that you have the Jokic jersey in the back. Uh, let's talk about how very the MVP... Very subtle, by the way. Very yeah, subtle. I mean, look, they yeah, accidentally it's... gave the MVP to the wrong guy, the guy who got shut down by Al Horford in the fourth quarter of a game <laughs> the other day. Uh, but what do you make of Nikola Jokic and this Nuggets team going back home? Where I think, like, Jay, like when you're looking at the way that this goes down, usually you see teams uh, not really get affected by altitude in Denver in playoff series because they're there for a while. But when you're asking two guys to play 40-plus minutes, I think you're actually starting to see that here, right, in those first two games especially. Yeah, absolutely. And I just it just feels improbable that TJ Warren, Landry Shamit, and Terrence Ross are going to be the swing piece in a series that could potentially decide the eventual title winner. Uh, you would think that going home that the Nuggets would have the significant edge. And I mean, Devin Booker, who has missed, what, four shots and then five shots the previous two games, they got the 10 out of 10 performance from mm-hmm. Shamit. Durant finally woke up in game three. And uh, and they've been eking out those wins, even with these superhuman performances from Booker. So uh, you would think that the Nuggets going back home, that their role players would play better. Uh, Jamal Murray, who's looking like a role player at the moment, you would think that he would play better as well. He's going to be able to take care of Landry Shamit because if Shamit can defend Murray and stay on the court uh, for his offensive output, then the Nuggets are in trouble. But you would think that going home, that the Nuggets will take care of business. But, you know, Booker is out of his mind at the moment. In the East, the Miami Heat, one win away from joining the 1998-99 Knicks as the only eight seeds to play in the conference finals. When Jimmy Butler's been healthy, they've been tremendous. And I mean, even the game that he wasn't in this series, they have stood up. I just hate the way that you look no, okay. sometimes. So, Jay, like, so what happens is sometimes, like, I shouldn't have my computer open because sometimes some things come across my screen and it makes me laugh. So, for example, I guess Mike Greenberg just went on a rant that the Heat in Miami is sapping the energy out of the New York Knicks. They're playing inside. So how do I not laugh at something like that when I see that? I'm sorry. I don't mean to like derail the conversation, but like that's well, funny. Well, I mean, it actually works with it because we're talking about the Miami Heat, but they're they're the real deal. And yes, JVT just bugs me because he makes all these faces. I'm like, how am I just supposed smile. to do my job when you're doing this? You're not a five-year-old child. I like it. Yeah. Look, I, I don't understand the hate at all. I thought they would have got swept by Milwaukee in round one. Obviously, that didn't work out at all. Uh, I thought that Milwaukee, if anything, they would be clearly the team that would win 4-1. Uh, but the Heat threw them twice in four years, 4-1. And so I think we're now we're at the point with the Heat where you just have to treat them like the team they were last year, where they were the one seed and one shot away from making the finals. And I think the thing with the Heat is that when they can keep... Duncan Robinson and Max Struess and Kevin Love, when those guys can stay on the floor defensively, then they're actually a pretty good team. I would think they would get exposed by the Celtics in the next round if that is the matchup. But we're just at the point now where Jimmy Butler and Spo in the playoffs, uh, you have to give them a certain level of benefit of the doubt. And uh, yeah, we're just reliving the bubble at this point where it's looking like it's going to be Lakers, Nuggets and Heat Celtics, uh, which uh, I certainly didn't have on my bingo card. Also, the Heat would have home court in the finals against the Lakers which is just completely insane. An eight seed that was uh, three minutes away from getting knocked out by Kobe White in the second play-in game might have home court in the finals. Let me ask you, Jake, because I think let's you're going on that topic, right, that we should treat the Miami Heat like the team they were you know, last season. My, my only argument would be I, I'm a very big proponent of styles make fights in these NBA series, right? And so you get the outlier performance against Milwaukee. I don't think there's any arguing that when you shoot the way you do, that's not something that's sustainable. But then I thought they got a series that they matched up well with their opponent in New York. Is this maybe just a shot that, for lack of a better term, Miami's just kind of gotten lucky, right? Like they shot their minds out in game one. Then they get an opponent they match up well with here, excuse me, series one. Then they get an opponent they match up well with here in series two. And that maybe, finally, if they get to the Eastern Conference Finals, which is likely that happens, the luck runs out and they run into two opponents, whether it be Philly or Boston, that is going to be able to smoke them. And we finally get to see the team that was the worst ATS team of the regular season in abysmal in offense. Yeah, worst ATS team. I think they're 7-1 and one ATS yep. in the playoffs, though, so it's flipped in a dramatic way. I think you're right. I think it is largely about the matchup. I think against Philly, they might be okay. But against Boston, I mean, they're putting guys out on the floor like... 
Gabe Vincent, Struess, Robinson, Love. These guys just would get annihilated on switches by big wings like Jason Tatum, like Jalen Brown. They haven't had to face those guys in the first two rounds because that's not really how the Bucs play. I mean, Gabe Vincent was able to defend Chris Middleton well enough. And then Brunson's got the ankle. Randall doesn't look right. So I think they've been able to keep those guys on the floor. Whereas you would think that guys like Kevin Love in particular and Duncan Robinson, they're just not going to be able to exist on the floor if Jason Tatum is out there hunting them on switches the way that Tatum is hunting, you know, guys like Tyrese Maxey. So I think that's definitely an element. Uh, and I think that's why the Heat would much rather play the Sixers. Let's turn to the NHL. The Florida Panthers were a team that weren't great throughout the course of the regular season. They kind of snuck into the playoffs, needed some help with the Penguins falling apart those last handful of games in the regular season. They get in, have a massive upset over a historically great Boston Bruins team and have just carried that over to this series with the Leafs as they lead them three games to none right now and have Toronto on the brink of elimination. How real is this Florida Panthers team in your opinion? Yeah, I think pretty real. I think they're the best team in the NHL at the moment. And uh, much like their South Florida brethren, the Heat, I think you just have to treat them like the team they were last year where they had the best record in the regular season. And uh, and obviously they lose Huberto, but they had Matthew Kachuk, who has been, I think, maybe the best player in the playoffs outside of Idol. So I think that you have to upgrade Florida's rating, the way they're playing, getting this performance out of uh, Sergei Bobrovsky, which is insane. Uh, I think they are the best team at the moment. They're playing at the highest level. And all also, I mean, they've helped themselves, but in terms of the bracket remaining, it's pretty favorable in that the Bruins and the Leafs probably came in as the two best teams and the Avs might have been the third best team. Uh, and it looks like all three of those teams are going to be out for the conference finals. So, yeah, I think Florida are the best team at the moment. I would say, though, that if you want to bet the Panthers, instead of just betting them to win the East or to win the Cup, I would just bet on Matthew Kachuk to win the Conn yeah. Smythe. Because I think that he is 75, 80% of their Con Smythe equity. It's really only Bobrovsky who could get him. And Bobrovsky's stats for the postseason aren't amazing overall. So I think Kachuk at 6 to 1, 7 to 1, that type of range, I think is a very good bet for the Con Smythe. Awesome stuff, Jay. Thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate it, guys. Cheers. Jay Croucher doing great stuff over there with NBC Sports lead betting analyst for them. Also doing work as the co-host of the Fantasy Football Hour with Matthew Berry. Follow him as well because the commentary on Twitter is great at CroucherJD on Twitter. We are wrapping things up on Follow the Money when we come back next. Our official plays for tonight in the NBA and NHL. Our in-pocket plays are next on VEASAN. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, 
You can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The guy has an algorithm to determine the winner of any given college basketball game. Someone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything. You take it. Take it. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you three to one odds. Nope. Five to one. Nope. Ten to one. You're right. All right. Hot and cold yesterday. We did get the goal in the first five for the Oilers Golden Knights games. Edmonton scoring on their first shot of the game. Jonathan Marsh. So we didn't have this as in pocket, but it was a play that we gave out. Jonathan Marsh. So does get there with the anytime goal. He had two. Early on in this game, Leon Dreisaitl only had three shots. We needed three and a half, so that one was a bummer. And I told you I'm done betting totals in this series because it just, for whatever reason, both teams don't want to contribute offensively at the same time, and it's really frustrating. But they didn't game one. Yes, which is why I thought that was going to be thematic of this series, but unfortunately, no one game has been like any other so far through three um, and the over seven and a half alt total. We took a little shot on there. It was a nice plus 155 price. Six goals scored through two periods. Can't get me any extra love there in the third is what it is. Um, as for tonight, I am looking at the Dallas Stars in regulation tonight. Bring that highly juiced price for the Stars to bounce back down to plus 115 of the nine games that they've played this postseason. Only two have gone to overtime, so hoping they can get it done in regulation, get a good bounce back from our guy, Jake Ottinger, knowing that what we saw through mainly two periods. Mm -hmm. In game one, it was the first period, and then obviously what we saw in the second period of last game, He's really, really struggled. I think that he gets back to form, shows that he's one of the best goaltenders in the NHL. Not official plays for me, but a couple other things, JVT, that I'm just kind of talking myself through right now. Maybe a Jason Robertson anytime goal. He's been held without a point so far through three games in this series, but he's top five in all players in the postseason in chances, expected goals, and high danger chances. He had five goals in that opening round series against the Wild. Maybe this could be an opportunity where he could kind of jumpstart these guys. Joe Pavelski also had five goals through the first two games. He was held off the score sheet last game. Maybe at plus 175, he could be an option. And the Hurricanes tonight, their team total over two and a half, only minus 120. Mm -hmm. They have been putting up goals left and right so far in this series. And so I think that there's good reason to believe that they could score at least three. So talking through those, no official plays yet. We'll see what I end up closing out with. Okay, I like it. Uh, as for myself, we will get to the uh, plays for today. Uh, yesterday, Royals played 12 against the White Sox. How about that? And that thing goes over. Uh, so it was with the market move, but ultimately market doesn't get there. I don't get there at under eight and a half between Royals and White Sox. As for today, no baseball, but two plays, uh, two plus money plays. We're kind of on the same path here. Stars to win the series against the Kraken at plus 110. Uh, I'm assuming that Haskin is going to play today. It does seem like it's trending in that direction. We know the cloak and dagger nonsense that the NHL likes to play with some of its players. Uh, is that an upper body injury? I guess it's his head. So, but not in concussion protocol. And I would assume that he's going to be out there. So if he's going to be out there, a lot of metrics point in the direction of the Stars to win this series. And I think that would be the case and a better performance of Manger in the net. And on top of that, give me the Heat money line plus 145. Let's close the thing out against the New York Knicks. Uh, just the Knicks just don't really have it. Even if Emmanuel quickly comes back, he is uh, uh, hampered by that foot, that ankle injury. I don't think the home court is as strong as many expect in the garden, as uh, they would say. Split the first two games of the series, only plus 0.7 net rating because of that split for the Knicks. Their offense has been abysmal against Miami. I think the Heat, good enough team to smell blood in the water, get this thing done and end this thing. So Heat money line plus 145 for game five coming up tomorrow. Those are the two that I've got. Lock it in. Those are our in-pocket plays for today. You can find these on vcin.com. And remember, become a vcin pro subscriber today so that you can get all of our picks. The vcin.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport matchup, event date, and more. We also have a top vcin experts leaderboard these days where you can view betting records, profit, and ROI and see which expert has the hot hand. Again, for all of those vcin pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7, video access to everything we do, you need to be a vcin Pro subscriber sign up today, just $9.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. And he mentioned home court in the garden, but home court in Miami 
with uh, with our guy, Mike Greenberg. It, you have a clip ready for us. So I haven't listened to this yet. Uh, this is what you got mad at me for laughing at during the uh, interview with one Jay Croucher. It's a ridiculous premise that the weather in Miami for an indoor sport would affect the energy of players. So I'm, I'm, I don't want to judge this yet. I just saw a quote. Let's hear Mike Greenberg talk about what might be happening out there at South Beach to his beloved New York Knickerbockers. <laughs> Particularly from Jalen was how hard it is to go down to Miami and play this time of year. And I know people will immediately associate that with the nightlife and all that. But according to Jalen, there's more than that. There's also just the reality of the temperature change, the heat, the geography, being down there for three days. It sort of saps a little bit of your energy and your strength. We talk about that primarily in football. I know this is an indoor sport, but I mean, the Knicks, whatever it is, Jimmy Butler is just has has just destroyed them. Okay. He clarified, I know this is an indoor sport. Well, that, and he was also more invoking what Jalen Rose said yesterday, which, yeah, I guess, I don't know. I think that's kind of a ridiculous premise. You're playing indoors. Yeah, but you're there for a number of days. You're dragging. Yeah, so you get used to it. I don't know. When you go to altitude for three days, you don't get used to it. It's, it's 84 degrees right now and cloudy in Miami. Sounds nice. Sounds right. beautiful. What are we doing? Not affecting the Florida Panthers any. Like, yeah, can we stop? Like, this is, I, I understand they're not saying this is the reason, but that is, that is a ridiculous premise that's even brought up. The reason why the Knicks are struggling in Miami. It might just be because they stink. This is just a premise. I don't know. I'm throwing it out there. Maybe that's, maybe that's it. I don't know. Let's get your final thoughts on, on all four of these games upcoming, since this is our last day here on the program. Um, we did yesterday and today. You'll have... Tim Murray and Sean King the remainder of the week after today as Mitch and Polly continue getting a little bit of extra time off. But we'll start there just real quickly. Heat Knicks, um, the Knicks laying four at home in this one. What do you make of it? I feel like we talked about right in pocket. I, I bet the Heat money line to, th- to win this yeah. thing. Close this thing out. I, you just When you're looking at what the Knicks are up against, so maybe you get a boost because you're playing at home and, and you, know, you don't have to deal with the altitude and the weather that uh, Miami, I guess, uh, saps you out of, but I, I think when you're looking at this from a matchup standpoint, the, the Heat are just a, they're a better team. They match up better with the New York Knicks, as we've talked about many times on this show throughout the last couple of days, right? For me, it's the ball movement that is better uh, for the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler is the best player in this series. This Knicks bench has not been performing particularly well, and it's banged up with Emmanuel quickly dealing with his ankle sprain that caused him to miss the last game. I think everything is just coming up Miami Heat right now, and the Heat are a good enough team that if we want to talk about, like, this is I will acquiesce the the thought of, because Jay Croucher, when we talked to him, he's not the only one that's brought up the, hey, we should look at this Miami Heat team as one that was, you know, the one that it was last year. And I, I disagree with that premise because there's a lot of changes with this team. However, what I will say is that there are a lot of guys on this team, including the head coach, that have been in these situations before. Close this sucker out. We don't want to have to go back home. We don't want to have to give them any life. Go on the road. Snuff this out so we can get some rest because the other series, they have at least two more games left to mm-hmm. be played. And we have seen before what rest can do for you. I mean, the Los Angeles Lakers, they look like the better team because they're up 3-1. Part of the reason why they took game one, because that was one day off from a game seven for the Golden State Warriors where the Lakers were sitting back and waiting for them. We saw it in hockey too, right? Carolina was sitting back waiting for New Jersey because they got off of a seven-game series. What happens? Boom, you go out, you blow them out, and then, of course, we know what happens from there. Plenty of examples of it. So I think this Heat team is good enough to understand what the situation is here. Let's go to New York and let's end this thing so we can get some rest and get ready for our guys because also extended time. I don't think he's coming back anytime soon, but you are an ailing team. Butler's been hurting. Lowry's been hurting. Other guys have been nicked and cut. I think that this is something you had to get rid of and get rid of it soon. A little more rapid fire, but conversely, the Golden State Warriors, their backs against the wall, laying six and a half. A little more rapid fire. We've only got two minutes left. All right. Warriors. (laughs) Too rapid fire. Okay. Uh, no, I, I think Warriors back home. I think that if you're going to get better shooting performances, they shot abysmal from three in those two road games. That should bounce back. At the very least, I think that the Warriors should be able to extend this thing out and get to a game six in LA. First game coming up tonight, 4.30 Pacific time tip-off, 7.30 Eastern, 76ers getting seven and a half at TD Garden. So now that I've lost my total on this, right, I bet under five and a half games, I still got the 76ers future, so all in on the city of brotherly love. Let's go. Win this thing so I can get this thing going uh, from an NBA final standpoint. But I do think this is going to be a tight game. I just, I think the market, it's been pretty clear at this point, is overpriced Boston. I, I wouldn't want to run into lay seven and a half of the team that has been playing as inconsistently as the Celtics have. Total 213 and a half in that one. Total 228 and Suns Nuggets coming up later on this evening. Nuggets laying five and a half. Yeah, we were with Matt earlier. Humans uh, has a series price on the Knicks, or the, the uh, not the Knicks, the uh, Nuggets, and He's got the money line today. I, I think I'm in here as well in terms of the Nuggets being able to win this thing and pull this out. And again, to reiterate for our audience, 
look for those fourth quarter angles, right? Plus 14.2 net rating in the fourth quarter of the first two games. Asking guys to play 40-plus minutes and run as often as they do. Fourth quarter could be a spot where the Nuggets really stretch this thing out because the Suns are very, very fatigued. You do the live bet Saturday and Sunday shows as well. How much live betting opportunities have there been? Oh, yeah, there's been a ton, like yeah. especially in all these. I mean, look at look at just this last game. One of the games we got to watch live, the Celtics were down 16, right? They were down 16, and that thing went to overtime, and actually the Celtics had a lead. And at the end of those games, too, the wild swings. The Celtics at one point were minus 330 to win the game when they were up by five. They end up losing. There's a lot of different opportunities. Thank you to Jay Croucher as well as Matt Humans for joining us and giving their insight today. That's a wrap from us this week on Follow the Money, but you can catch us back here on VEASAN tomorrow at 9 o'clock Pacific, noon Eastern, teaming up for the Lombardi line. Keep it locked right here on VEASAN, the sports betting network and numbers game coming up next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.